Emperor Xi Jinping ordering his vassal, President Joe Biden, to kowtow before his feet and grovel if he doesn't fall down at the same time. All of this and more. So many stories today that we have to get to. The D.C. mayor calling for the National Guard coming into the imperial capital here of Washington, D.C. But first, I want to let you know. Charlie Kirk's new book, The College Scam. It is out. Get your copy today. I have to go get a copy because baby AJ stole mine. You go to where? CollegeScam.com. How America's universities are bankrupting and brainwashing away the future of America's youth. All proceeds from book sales go to TPUSA. Make sure you go secure your copy today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is July 29th, 2022, Anno Domini. Today's headlines... Xi Jinping, the chairman of China, the chairman of the CCP, has warned President Biden against playing with fire over Taiwan. We'll explain what this means next. The D.C. mayor has requested the National Guard be activated and brought into the nation's capital to deal with a flood of illegal immigrants in the city. That's interesting because I thought D.C. was a sanctuary city. Next, Congressman Dan Bishop, what a guy, blasting the FBI over entrapment operations in Michigan. And finally, a new documentary is out, The Detransitioning Diaries, highlighting brave young women who chose to detransition from transgender. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. Very quickly, you didn't want to get involved in the Ukraine conflict militarily for obvious reasons. Are you willing to get involved militarily to defend Taiwan if it comes to that? Yes. You are? That's a commitment we made. That's a commitment we made. We are not. Look, here's the situation. We agree with a one China policy. We signed on to it and all the attendant agreements made from there. But the idea that that it could be taken by force, just taken by force, is just not is just not appropriate. It will dislocate the entire region and be another action similar to what happened in in uh, in Ukraine. And so it's a it's a burden that is even stronger. So Xi Jinping hops on the phone with President Biden and he told him his business. This is straight gangster, right? I'm going to say it right now. So media matters, of course, you're going to have to me. First, they say, Posobiec said that Lavrov was no cap. And then he said that Xi Jinping was straight gangster. OK, well, how else would you call this when this guy gets on the phone with the president of the United States and tells him what his business is. Could you imagine that happening under Reagan? Could you happen that imagine happening under President Trump? Any of these people? No, of course not. Because those were presidents who had strength. And those were presidents under which America was strong. And you didn't talk to the leader of the, of the free world that way. No, Xi Jinping talked to Joe Biden like he was an underling, like he was a minion, like he's one of those little uh, people that just skirt a grundoon straight up Grundoon, right? This was your orders. You are playing with fire with Taiwan and you need to back down. What he said, those who play with fire will perish by it. Understand, this is the way power flows. What he just did right there, and you also need to understand Chinese, uh, the culture, Asian culture, face, reputation, guanxi, how important lianzi, how important this is in their culture. For you to come down and talk to somebody like that, that was the emperor speaking to a vassal. That was the emperor saying, you will pay me homage. 
or bend the knee and kowtow immediately or you will be rendered asunder. If we want to take Taiwan, we're going to take Taiwan and there isn't anything you can do about it. And you look, what, what is the United States going to do about it? My beloved Navy, we get ships crashing into each other. We get planes falling off of aircraft carriers. We've got ships burning down at the pier because sailors don't know how to put out the fire and fight the ship. Okay, these are problems. They're all solvable. But you need to fix the United States Navy. You need to fix the United States military in general. I'm sure everybody's up on their, their transitioning training and everybody's got their vaccine except for the people who wanted a religious exemption and they've been kicked out because that's how they're treated. So you can stigmatize the people as much as you want over unvaccinated status or over religious status, but you can't stigmatize the people who are holding monkeypox parties in San Francisco. That's what's going on in our military. That's what's going on in our country. And that's why Chairman Xi Jinping doesn't care. He doesn't care. He's not threatened. He thinks the United States looks, and I'll tell you something right now. I'm going to say this, and I know I'm like, oh, it's supposed to be Mr. Conservative Media and everything. I'm just going to say it. The United States under this regime is weak. The United States under this regime is in decline. We just hit a recession. Two quarters, negative growth, recession, inflation through the roof. Gas prices are crazy. And they're supposed to say, oh, it's down a quarter. We should be happy. No, it used to be $2 lower. We had this thing called American energy dominance on the world stage. But you got rid of that over some green technology crap that you were trying to push, this Green New Deal, whatever. That also you give the CCP a pass on. And you know what? They deserve it. Because people like President Biden and the people around him, they sold our country out to the CCP decades ago. This has been in the works for a long, long time. And the CCP understood this. Keep selling us the rope. Keep selling us the rope and we'll hang you by it, politically speaking. You got to say that, politically speaking. But that's what's been done. We sold them the rope. People like Biden, people like all the people on Wall Street, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, they sold them the rope. And so what's the CCP supposed to do? Well, you sold us all this rope. What do you want us to do with it? What do you expect us to do with it? And we're going to tighten the news. We're going to tighten it around the South China Sea. We're going to tighten it around the Spratleys. We're going to tighten it around Taiwan. We're going to tighten it around the maritime shipping lanes. And we're going to tighten it around the one belt, one road. And we're definitely going to tighten it around the Uyghurs. And there isn't a darn thing that President Biden or this White House or Nancy Pelosi is going to do about it. Summertime is in full swing, and if you're anything like me, you like a good burger, you like a good steak, and it just makes summertime hit all that much better. It just hits different. It just hits different when you got your own stuff, you're grilling it up, whether it's on the backyard grill, if you prefer, like me, I like the backyard grill. We've got the fire pit. We do some stuff in there. We've also got, you know, you can throw it in your stove as well and do all sorts of stuff on there, but the best meat the best absolute meat that you have to get for yourself, for your family. This is what I get. This is what Tanya Tay gets. This is what the kids get. My parents come. My brother comes. We bring the friends over. Come by on a Sunday. We're probably going to do it this Sunday. I'm not sure. But we are going to be out there and we're going to make sure that while we're fishing, while we're putting a canoe in the, in the, the lake, while we're out there, because I just cut the grass yesterday, it's all wet. We are going to make sure that we have the meat from Good Ranchers. This is the absolute best way to complete your summertime experience. It's with your case of meat from Good Ranchers. And where, when you need your case of meat from Good Ranchers, by the way, you're going to want what? Free shipping. The way to get that, goodranchers.com slash post. So boom, 
free express shipping. Ribeyes, T-bones, New York strips, signature steak burgers, Wagyu burgers, pre-trim, pre-marinated chicken breasts. They are so delicious and very they're totally organic, uh, better than organic, obviously. And it takes all the guesswork out. They deliver it straight to your home, fry it up, boom, done. Don't have to worry about a thing. And then you get to enjoy your summer with your beautiful family and with your beautiful, save time, just save time. Like, Like I'm a busy guy. I do not have a lot of free time. This takes all the guesswork out. It's so simple. Goodranchers.com slash poso. Link in the description as always. And remember, Good Ranchers, American meat delivered. We are very focused and we continue to be very focused on having the federal government do its part uh, and take the lead in addressing what we see as a growing humanitarian crisis uh, with people who are seeking asylum, Um, coming across the country to get uh, to their final destinations. And we're going to continue to pursue uh, federal involvement. So I've asked um, for the deployment of the Guard, as long as we need the Guard to deal with the humanitarian crisis, that we expect to escalate. The number of people crossing the border seeking asylum, we expect to only go up. Uh, And we need to make sure that there is a national response, not an ad hoc city by city, state by state response. So D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser, it's like, does she watch human events daily? Do you think that Mayor Bowser is sitting there going, look, uh, my secret. And she has responded to me to me on Twitter before. So the question then is, does Mayor Bowser watch this program? Is it a secret, perhaps guilty pleasure? watching human events daily, watching Poso every day saying, you know, I can't stand this guy, but he's kind of right about some stuff every once in a while. And maybe we should clean up the city. And you know that line he had about calling in the National Guard a couple weeks back and utilizing them when law enforcement situations get, a, you know, gets too big. Maybe, uh, maybe we should just go ahead and do that. So, you know, there's a lot of ways I can take this. And and the most obvious, of course, is the hypocrisy, right? So, of course, right, you know, we're not going to do the whole thing about like, oh, could you imagine if, a, you know, conservatives, look, look, look. Of course, obviously, she looks like an idiot right now because I've got the tweet from 2018 where Mayor Bowser said, we are now declaring Washington, D.C. to be a sanctuary state. And now here we are four years later, illegals are flooding the city and she's calling in the National Guard. Just like, by the way, we called for mayors and governors to call in the National Guard if need be, if that's what they need for their cities. So apparently she's also, by the way, agreeing with President Trump the other day because he said he wanted to bring in the National Guard to deal with crime. Well, look, she's doing the exact same thing that she wanted him to do. I'm telling you, she secretly watches human events daily. I'm telling you, she does this. And so... On one hand, from a policy perspective, I've got to say, well, great job. Why aren't the other governors doing this? Why aren't the governors that are actually on the border doing this? And you could have all 50 states, by the way, because this is a 50 state problem. Look at Ohio with a 10 year old girl getting raped repeatedly by an illegal immigrant. Where is anyone doing anything about this? But here's my other question, though, because I went back and I looked at what Mayor Bowser said about making Washington, D.C. a sanctuary city. And she said, oh, we're going to be bigger. We're going to be stronger. We're going to be more diverse. These people, they're bringing their talents. They're bringing their their joy. They're bringing their sparkle to Washington, D.C. Well, what happened? What happened, Mayor Bowser? Did, did D.C. not become more powerful 
because of the diverse. I thought diversity was our strength. I thought that bringing in migrants, as she says, potential asylum seekers, but I, I love the, it, it's always the weasel words, right? You can't say legal aliens. So first it's undocumented migrants, undocumented citizens, undocumented immigrants. Um, now they're asylum seekers, right? Because guess what? Who can be an asylum seeker? Anybody. I'm seeking asylum. I'm seeking asylum. I'm seeking asylum. It's, it's, it's a scam. The whole thing's a scam. We know that the vast majority of this is economic migration. It's clearly economic migration, but that's neither here nor there. My question is to Mayor Bowser, why isn't DC becoming stronger and better because of this massive influx? You declared Washington DC to be a sanctuary. You asked for this. The same way that the leaders of my hometown, Norristown, Pennsylvania, they said, just outside of Philly, they said that they wanted Norristown to become a sanctuary city. I wrote a letter in the paper, early 2000s. Go look it up, Times Herald. I said, this is going to overwhelm our infrastructure. It's going to overwhelm our services, uh, particularly our medical services, and you are going to see hospitals shut down. Well, guess what? The, to this day, right, if you go back to Norristown, Pennsylvania today, if you go to look for the hospital, Montgomery Hospital, where I was born on Powell Street, that hospital is now a vacant lot. Why? Because it was raised to the ground because after it was purchased, they realized that it was being overwhelmed by illegal immigrants using the services, not paying any money for it. And they said, guess what? We're going to shut this thing down. We're not going to put anything here. They closed it and they opened up a new hospital just outside the municipality of Norristown. I wonder why that is. Maybe, just maybe, it's because I was right. How many FBI informants, agents, respectively, were involved in that operation? I'm not going to comment about uh, that particular case. How much did the FBI spend on it? It's an ongoing case. It's set for retrial, um, so I'm not going to comment on it. The, the alleged Whitmer plot was announced October 7, 2020, within a month before the U.S. presidential election. How come that timing for the FBI's announcement of this, of this plot? Uh, that's an ongoing case. I'm not going to comment on it. I can tell you that in every case, uh, we follow the facts and the evidence and the law, and we do so without regard to politics or ideology. FBI's got a notorious history on exactly that kind of thing, and you have no comment about that Gentleman's exposure of that during the month before the presidential election or the propriety time of doing has expired. Congressman Dan Bishop. This is, am this is amazing, by the way, and it's, it's, I think it's a preview of what we might start to see in the new Congress come this January, come next year. Because you look at that video, and there's an even longer clip. I wish I could play the whole thing. Because I would just sit here and play all 10 minutes of what he did. He's excoriating the FBI over the Michigan kidnapping plot, the entrapment that was done to these guys up there. By the way, many of them were acquitted over these, this entrapment, the guys that were actually caught up in this. And some of them, it went to mistrial. Now there's going to be a retrial of two of the individuals. Foxnews.com has the story, a federal judge handling the retrial of two men charged in connection to an alleged kidnapping plot of Democratic Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer decided Tuesday that information ab about the first trial, the acquittals of two other men, and listen to this, the text messages with the FBI informant cannot be included as part of the evidence pre presented before the jury. And this is ridiculous because obviously these text messages show definitively that this was an entrapment operation. You got a couple of guys driving around in a van and then you have the FBI informant talking to his FBI agent handler. We have the text messages from the original trial. We covered it at the time where he's saying, get as many people in that van as you can. 
He says, get them in there. It doesn't matter what they think they're in there for because we will use this as evidence to charge them. This plot would not have existed if not for the FBI's involvement. And that's why yesterday, what do we call them? The American Stasi. And you know what? We're going to come out and say it. They were doing the exact same thing during the war on terror to Muslim kids who they would go out and reach out to them and say, hey, we're with Hezbollah, we're Hamas, blah, blah, blah. They would mess with them and they would turn that into entrapment as well. What is the American Stasi doing other than trying to entrap American citizens and plotting against them? What have they stopped? Have they stopped uh, any of the mass shootings lately? Name one mass shooting that the FBI has stopped. Go ahead, go try. You can't. You actually can't do that because there isn't one. Because we know the mass shootings have continued. We know that there was this guy, and we talked about yesterday, Reddit. <laughs> this guy, Nicholas Roski, remember, Nicholas Roski, Nicholas Roski, Nicholas Roski. He was on Reddit planning an assassination of not one, not two, but three Supreme Court justices talking about it with his buddies on Reddit, going over to Google and searching assassin skills, how to be stealthy, where best place to stab someone, literally doing this, shows up in front of Kavanaugh's house with a gun, with zip ties, with flex cuffs, duct tape, all sorts of stuff in a backpack. No idea what he was going to do to the family, to justice family. And thank God he was stopped. But remember, he was not stopped by the FBI. Who was he stopped by? He called in him. He called his sister and his sister said, don't do this. His sister said, just call 911 and turn yourself in. That's how he was stopped. So what are you guys doing actually in there at the FBI, Maine Justice, right down the street from where I am? What are you doing? Are you guys actually trying to stop this stuff before it happens? Or, because when I see the text messages and I see the informants, it seems like what you're doing is trying to make these flashy things for headlines. Headlines, by the way, which come out in October of 2020, which Congressman Bishop brought up, which I thought was fantastic. So you're trying to do that rather than actually go out and stop the crimes that are being committed. Okay, so you need to reconfigure. You need to recalibrate. And honestly, honestly, you might need to be dissolved and we come up with a new organization to enforce federal laws because I don't have a lot of trust in you. I don't think the American people has a lot of trust in you and no amount of Netflix shows and broadcast TV shows are going to rehabilitate the image of the FBI, AKA the American Stasi. From when I was very young, around five years old, I felt like I was limited in what I could do in life as a girl or as a woman. By the time I was about 13, I was starting to feel really depressed. I started self-harming. I started developing an eating disorder. I was introduced to a belief system. If you don't fit in, that's a sign that you're trans. If you don't like your body, then that's a sign that you're trans. And if you transition, all of these problems will be fixed. When I was 22, I started injecting testosterone into my body so that I could medically transition from female to male. Well, there's a new documentary coming out and humanevents.com has all the articles. By the way, there is a humanevents.com in addition to the podcast. We work together, so make sure you're going there every day, humanevents.com. You're picking up the news, you're picking up the analysis, great op-eds, the piece that we've got out here today. 
in the Detransition Diaries, a new documentary about brave women who have been caught up in the transgender phase, the transgender fad, if you will. And they've decided that they were part of it at one point. They're now moving away. Now, one of the girls in this documentary was also featured on a great episode of The Spillover that Alex Clark put together. It's from a couple of months ago. Go back and watch that because it's very brave that they came forward. And they actually talk about in that one, and I hope they get into this in the, um, the documentary as well, about how Tumblr, they said, Tumblr made me trans. And I think that's actually the title of The Spillover episode. So a fantastic view, a peek into how these internet societies, these internet um, spaces like Tumblr, Tumblr back in the day, now I would say more TikTok is actually pushing this stuff on kids, on young people. And then, but then on the flip side, right at the other end of it, you've got places like Planned Parenthood and these detransition clinics, one of which, by the way, was just shut down in the UK. The transgender youth clinic in the UK was actually just shut down yesterday. The whole institute completely shut down. Why? Because they found that they had been abusing and misleading under 18-year-olds. So the new documentary, Helena, Kat, and Grace, The Detransition Diaries, they all come from different backgrounds and share similar struggles. They didn't want to live in this world as female, all began medical transition by taking testosterone and one went as far as having a double mastectomy. It shows how medical professionals, therapists, counselors, and school officials played a role in their transition by, quote, affirming their trans identities without question and shuttling down the path of irreversible medical transition. The women described the ease of obtaining testosterone from gender clinics to obtain the cross-sex hormone from Planned Parenthood. Helena, after a one-hour visit, and Kat, after a 30-minute phone call. A 30-minute phone call, and suddenly you're changing your gender and in some of these cases, like with, with Grace, she had immediate regret after having an elective surgery to remove both of her healthy breasts in order to appear more masculine. After the surgery, I had been hit with these awful feelings of having made a huge mistake. I was looking down at my body, seeing these weeping gashes on my chest and having the most awful feeling. Go to humanevents.com. Check out the rest of this article. It's heavy stuff. I'm not going to lie. It's very heavy stuff. But also understand that this agenda is hitting our families across this country. It's hitting children. It's hitting young people. And you have to understand. And if the conservative establishment isn't going to talk about it, then we're going to have to do the work ourselves. We're going to have to do the heavy lift. But that's what we do around here at Human Events Daily. And that's all the time we have today here at Human Events Daily. Remember, as always, our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you. Be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us. Share this out with one. I know, I know. I ask it every day, but you got to do it. One of your normie friends and then leave us. Look, you could leave us the four-star review, but come on. You know we deserve the five. You know you know that extra. It, it doesn't take any more effort to hit the five than it does to hit the four. So come on, just, just hit the five. Just do it. Do it for your country on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. What do we talk about today? China's chairman, the CCP chairman Xi Jinping, warning President Biden against playing with fire over Taiwan, the emperor ordering a vassal. Next, D.C. Mayor Miro Bowser requesting the National Guard to be activated to deal with flood of illegal immigrants in the city. Third, Congressman Dan Bishop blasting the FBI over entrapment operations in Michigan. And finally, the new incredible documentary, go watch this, The Detransitioning Diaries, highlighting the brave young women who chose to detransition. 
lot of stories today, packed week. Uh, you also saw the massive blow up between Turning Point and The View over Nazis. We are now working to identify said Nazis. We're hunting them down. We are hunting them Nazis. But before we go, it's time for today's Moment of History, our history break. On this day, all the way back in 1958, U.S. Congress passed legislation establishing the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, NASA, a civilian agency responsible for coordinating America's activities in space on July 29, 1958. So remember, at this point in the 50s, Operation Paperclip has already happened. We got the scientists over. We've got Von Braun. We're going to that moon, and we're definitely going there before the Soviets. This was when America was great. We focused on greatness, and we did what we needed to do to achieve great things. There is one flag on the moon. And as I said at SAS, to the CCP, what can I say? Finders, keepers. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore. <laughs>